Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, it's Juice. Just want to say thank you so much for downloading our podcast. And while I got you here, can you do me a favor? Go to your Spotify or Apple podcast store and give us a five-star review. It just helps our podcast grow. Plus, we celebrate a fun Kings win over the Thunder. And I make a crucial mistake. I said the Kings are four and four. And they're four and four with De'Aaron Fox missing four games. He's missed five. My bad. Anyway, enjoy the show. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this live on a Friday night after the Sacramento Kings played their first ever NBA in-season tournament game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, a talented Thunder team who came into this game at 5-3, and three, completely healthy, a ton of young talent, including SGA, Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams, and the Kings scuffling a little bit. They bounced back in their last game against Portland, but it wasn't pretty. Well, tonight... They brought it. They had to grind this one out. And how about Damanis Sabonis? A triple-double for him. Kevin Herter, he came up big for the Sacramento Kings. And Keegan Murray with a big double-double. And the Kings hold OKC under 100 points. They win tonight 105-98. to They're now 4-4 four and four on the season after eight games. Four of those games without De'Aaron Fox in the lineup, who did not play tonight, along with Trey Lyles. Kings win, of course, this podcast, each and every podcast presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors and NorthwestExteriors.com. I'm Juice Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing? Oh, I'm so good. So good that I could just flip this table over because I'm so excited after a Kings win on a Friday night. <laughs> hell yeah. Give me a hell yeah. Let's go. But seriously, when I look at this game and I see an in-season tournament, I felt a different energy in the building and I felt good. I felt good for so many different reasons, so I'm super excited to go over specific plays that just made me jump out of my seat. There are plenty of those in this game tonight, and it was the first ever NBA in-season tournament game. We saw that new court. Felt like a different buzz in the building. Kevin Herter, after the game was asked, it it felt different. Yeah. He said it actually did feel different. Wow. He goes, I don't know if it was the court or what, but it felt like a different energy in the building. Part of me was like, it was a Friday night. Shots were falling. Highlights were happening. Kings fans were into it. Kings fans were desperate to see Kevin Herter get going again. They got that tonight. Kings fans were desperate to see some life out of Keegan Murray after his shots not falling. They got that tonight. But most importantly, we saw more glimpses of what were the Kings we saw last year, the old, the old Kings. We saw more of that tonight. Even though the shooting numbers overall weren't pretty, oh. Mike Brown, I think, said it best after the game, Morgan. What did he say? said, last year, if we shot 41% from the field and 27% from three-point land, we'd lose that game. They put those numbers up tonight, and they got the win. What was the most impressive part about tonight's oh, win in your God. mind? There's so many things to go over, but I felt like the way that they came out, they came out with, um, I don't know, a, a theme, an identity, and it was 
It was strength. It was confidence. It was all of the above. And I say that because you saw Sabonis going straight at Chet in his chest. We were talking about that in our What to Watch night, and we wanted to see more of that. Just not only because Chet's frame, he's a rookie, and we've seen it from other guys this season. If you go straight at Chet, you'll be able to body him up and go through him. Someone like Domas Sabonis, it only made sense. That was working quick. And then when he didn't, when Domas didn't want to be the one that was battling through people, he said, all right, Kevin Herter, come off my DHOs. Have that confidence. And that's exactly what Kevin Herter did. Well, I thought one of the most impressive things about tonight early on was the fact that Sabonis was handling the double teams well. He was finding the open guys. They were throwing some doubles at him in the post, and he was responding with quick decisions. And he got Kevin Herter a good mm. look at the basket. But you're right. I, I, I'm I'm cool with starting with Sabonis. He had a triple double Love tonight, it. and the numbers are fine. Like the guy gets numbers close to a triple double almost every night. He had 17 points, 13 rebounds, 13 assists. He had two blocks. He did have five turnovers. He did on seven to 15 shooting. But to me. I felt like his defense was really good tonight. I felt like he moved well. You know, Chet is going to be a problem. And he did, Chet did get him once in that first half. Chet got the ball on a pass in the corner, put it on the floor, got by Sabonis for a reverse. Mm. But other than that, I thought Sabonis moved really well. He was really good, staying vertical. I thought he played a nice defensive game for Sacramento He just seemed super locked in on both ends of the floor. And you talk about him defensively and what he was able to do. I think just being able to remain aggressive. I know he started getting into some foul trouble, and he finished with five fouls on the night, but two blocks, one steal. That was great to see. But you talked about that triple-double. That was his first of the season and he now has 15 career triple doubles with Sacramento passing Chris Weber at 14 Ooh. for the second most triple doubles in franchise history. Wow. I kn- I know. That's a good stat. I know. So again, you you look across his stat line, there's so much substance to it. Um I just was so happy with his game. He was a leader out there in so many different ways, like we said, on both ends of the floor, setting that tone with his aggressiveness. Yeah, it just looked more like Kings basketball tonight. And there's still the missed shots. But look, I look at it this way with the missed shots. Hmm. The Kings are going to be a good offensive team. Of course, I want them to knock down shots. But most importantly, I don't want their missed shots to impact how they play. They got to play hard. They got to play tough. They got to rebound. And they got to push the pace. It looked better tonight. Yep. Shots weren't dropping again. They they weren't. I mean, what's crazy is Sacramento started this game four of eight from three. Kevin Herter knocked down three, I think, in the first quarter. You're going, okay, well, this could be a night they hit 23s as a team, like the old Kings. They end up missing 21 threes in a row. In a row. Before Keon Ellis hit a three to end that drought, which was insane. Luckily for them, OKC had their own drought. OKC was just one of 16 from three in the first half, and that extended into the second half as well. They ended up, I think, missing something like 12 in a row. Uh, They hit a three right after Keon Ellis broke the Kings drought. But they weren't knocking down threes, but the Kings were staying in the game because they were getting some stops. They're getting deflections. They were pushing the pace and they're getting second chance opportunities. And you talk about a team with OKC, they're second. They were second in the league in three point percentage and third in field goal percentage. So this was a really good shooting team. And I think you really have to look at the Kings defensive effort tonight and the way that they were disrupting, slowing down um, and not allowing 
their shots and their missed shots to dictate the way that they were going to put effort forth on the defensive end. As I look back at my notes, uh, I, I note about so Sabonis being doubled. He had a no-look feed to hurt her for a score. But the other thing I loved was you... The Kings felt like they got away from some things this year. And the one was like Kevin Herter in the two-man game with Sabonis. I love Malik Monk's two-man game. We talked about him. I feel like that's there every single night. But last year, Herter and Sabonis had some really nice chemistry. We always think about the dribble handoffs for Herter last year that created so many open looks from three. Mm -hmm. But Herter does have the ability to put the ball on the floor and have drop-off passes to Sabonis. And tonight, they got in a two-man game early. It was pretty. And what happened? Sabonis had a nasty, disgusting dunk on Chet Holmgren. Vibin'. By the way, I'm not hating on Chet for this because anybody that goes up and contests a shot, I tip my cap. If I had a cap on, I'd tip it. There you go. Like an old school person. Tip my cap. Chet went up to try to get it. Sabonis jammed it on his head. Yeah, and it was one of those aggressive dunks at the rim. I loved seeing that from Sabonis right away. I loved seeing that two-man game. I think Kevin Herter felt very confident with his passing ability, his vision, the way that he was going to kind of carry himself on the floor. It just seemed like everything was in rhythm for him, and not only with his passing in that two-man game, but even the way that he was coming off of Domas's shoulder. Like, it was... It was flowing where I know we'll get to him in a little bit. Keegan at times, there was times early on in the game, he would come off of his shoulder, off of Domas's shoulder in the two-man game, and it would like bump him back. Or like it just, their timing and the way that they were going up against each other, they just weren't feeling it. It wasn't in tune. But Kevin Herter and Domas Sabonis tonight were very much in tune. It was great. And what a difference it makes when he starts knocking down shots. Herter, by the way, was 4 of 10 from 3. 11 of 19 overall. Herter finishes with 28 points, nine rebounds, three steals, mm. and two assists. And I thought he was very active, too, defensively. And that's what we talked about in our preview, too. It's like, hey, Herter may not be this, like, awesome lockdown defender, but he's long enough to have active hands, get some deflections, and create some turnovers. And he did that tonight. I love the game that Kevin Herter had. And I went... That's the Kevin Herter we saw from last year. That's the guy that was so red hot to start the year. And I think he needed a game like that. You're bringing up Keegan. I felt like even early on, he was missing shots, and I thought he was letting it impact him He was. He was overthinking it. I mean, there was even one play in the second half. I took a video, and I think I sent it to you, of Keegan in the corner. I talked about this on the post game. I said, Deuce Mason sent me this video. (laughs) So Keegan gets the ball in the corner off good ball Uh. movement. He pump fakes. Mike Brown, the visual I saw from Mike Brown, he's he was kind of standing up. He sits back in his chair, arms back, jumps up, and he is pissed. But Keegan drove and drew a foul, so I think that's why he didn't sub him out. But had Keegan passed it, oh. he was out of that game in a second. But it felt like after that, Keegan became more aggressive. He knocked down a shot, yes. and then play of the night, Keegan gets a kind of rough pass. Giddy's on him, makes a little move on Giddy, Drives to the basket. I'll be honest. When I was watching it happen, I went, ah, hopefully he doesn't go soft. He didn't go soft. He went with one intention, and it was to go dunk it on Chet Holmgren's head, and he did. It was so far. You know how him and De'Aaron have their dunk contest? Who's going to have the better dunk of the year? Right now, I mean, obviously De'Aaron is out, but right now, that is the dunk of the year. I know Malik Monk, we saw his dunk on Chris hmm. Dunn. We know what that was, but... 
Keegan Murray on Chet Holmgren and how angry it felt from Keegan. It was the dunk of the year so far. It's cool that you're going to be a prisoner of the moment. And I, why can't I be? It's Malik Monk had the dunk. Of the He's year. not in their dunk competition. But Mal, I, I understand. But Mal, if, if you're talking about King okay, dunks fine. this year, King's Malik dunks, Monk, Malik Monk's okay. dunk. But Keegan and De'Aaron, Keegan right now is obviously yeah. up with that dunk alone. On Chet, yeah. like on a guy that is that tall with that long of a wingspan. Yes, I know skinnier frame. But either way, the way that Keegan threw it down with authority was something else. And yes, I talked about it in the postgame show. Yeah, Morgan with Keegan Murray after the game tonight. Okay, and then you had that angry, beautiful dunk on Chet Holmgren. How did that one feel, Keegan? I mean, it's up there for probably one of my best ones. So um, I think I think it was just it was just an angry dunk. What I've been uh, going through these last couple of weeks, and uh, just try to let it all out right there. So I lo- <laughs> he did let it all out. And you know what? I love hearing that he said that was an angry dunk. Same. Even though Same. you probably planted it in his head by saying it was an angry dunk, but. He agreed with you. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what some people can do. What illusionists can do that to people and make them feel yeah, and think certain you're things. You were Darren Brown. Mark, yeah. Thank sure. you. Darren. I Darren Brown that shit right there. And I was like, it was angry. It was angry. But the way that he took that and was like, yeah, that was that was his way of venting was throwing it down on another human being in a basketball game. And I loved it. And it wasn't only that moment. Deuce, you talk about some of these missed shots that he had. It was it was, okay, well, I'm going to adjust the game for me. I know my coach wants me to chuck up some threes, but, like, I'm not there yet. Let me ma- let me adjust and, and, and play at my pace, play my game. And that's what he started to do. He started pump faking, going to the rim, pump faking, taking a jump shot. And I was just so proud that he started to just change up his game without allowing a coach to scare him into, like, if you don't shoot that, you're going to yeah. say and. It seemed like after that happened, it kind of opened up the, his game where he did knock down a couple of threes. Yes. He ends up finishing with 24 points, 11 rebounds for Keegan tonight, three steals on eight of 17 shooting. He was three of 10 from three. So the three still not efficient, but he was able to knock some down. I thought this was probably this was his best overall game because I think he's been doing some really nice things defensively. He's been near the top of the Kings list in deflections this year. He's a good steals guy for mm. this year. He had a block on SGA today. Yeah. That was really nice in transition. And he's doing a lot more of that this year. You're seeing that growth. And to me, the, the next step for him is like, all right, can you start hitting the three like you did last sure. year? Like, and you just have to, like the odds to me, I go track record. I'm not saying that, oh, because he hit 40% from three last year, that means he's going to do that every single year. But Keegan Murray is not like a 25% three-point shooter. Even if you're like, he's not 40, okay. Do you think he's 37? Well, that's a lot better than 25, 27, 20. You know what I mean? And, it's going to go back up. And I also go with track record yes. of, of having a good team surrounding these guys. And it's not like it's a whole new team and everyone's shitty and everyone's hurt. So now how are how are the, the better players going to get open? Our team's just, you know, like there's no one, no one has to worry about. Where it's like, no, there's so many different weapons still on the offensive end for the Kings where it's not like just one guy guy has to be focused on because when De'Aaron's back and the defenses collapse it's just going to keep making things easier and easier especially if he gets his flow down his confidence back and that's just going to come back to him shoot or shoot I had a friend text me today about Keegan before he kind of went on that run where he knocked down some threes and he was like hey do you think that maybe 
his three is not falling because he bulked up this year. And we've seen that oh, before yeah. where like guys bulk up deer and had that a couple of years uh-huh. back. And Keegan is noticeably bigger this year. Like he looks stronger. Is that, could that be something? I don't know the answer to that, you know, at one hand I go, Oh, maybe that's it. And then he knocks down a couple threes. I'm like, okay, maybe it's not it. I don't know. And if you really look at his mechanics and you see some of the things that you're seeing, I think sometimes the way that it was leaving his hand, I go, is his thumb still hurting him? Is it still bothering him at all? And so like he doesn't have the wrap anymore. Right. He doesn't have the wrap, but I mean it's still it doesn't mean that something might not be bothering one. It could just mean that like, hey, it wasn't making it wasn't doing anything for me anyway. Like it's gonna hurt anyway. So I need to do what I need to do. And I'm not acting like that is the problem, but my point is like it, yes, it could be anything from the bulk to the thumb to confidence, like whatever it is, it's um he'll slowly get out of it. And I think that you're start you're gonna start seeing that turn even after a game like this. I thought he had a great game. Yes. You know? And it's yes. He he's finding other ways to impact the game when the shots not dropping mm-hmm. this year. And then, you know, to, for him to finish with 24 points, even I got excited for the fact that he actually got to the free throw line, you know, and that's a part of his game that has to improve his, his ability to get to the line. He ends up shooting five free throws tonight. He was five of five. Attack the basket. You're going to get fouled. You're a big dude. Go yep. to the cup strong, draw some contact, and then go knock down your free throws. And then obviously going in there for 11 boards. I mean, Huge. He, he was just being aggressive there. His three steals, one block. It's like. And four of those were offensive rebounds, too. Dude. Like the Kings did a great yes. job on the offensive glass. Okay, if you're going to miss shots, are you going to deflate? Oh, then we get, you know, allow something bad in mm-hmm. transition. No, get your hands on the ball. And the Kings did a great job of creating second chance opportunities tonight. Let me look at the final numbers. By the way, they out-rebounded Oklahoma City 52-38. They had 16 offensive rebounds, turned into 23 second chance points. Second chance points, 23 to 6 in this game. One possession I don't want to forget about, and we can talk about him later, though. But yeah. that that moment that Alex Len just kept tipping the ball out, tipping the ball out. And the Kings missed three threes three on that? Three threes. Yeah, yeah. They missed three threes, but he kept it alive. How kept about his block on Chet? And that. Some early Alex Len love. Yeah, some early Alex Len love. We can talk about that more as we talk about the yeah. DMPs and who actually came in tonight and everything. We saw some similar rotations, but also a new face that did not play last game that we got to talk about. Yeah, but love what I saw from Keegan Murray tonight, and that's the type of growth. Like You, 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 you hope that these young players go through different turning points. I, I don't think there's anything more frustrating for a player than starting shitty. In the season, Mm-mm. right? Like, Mm-mm. you know, as an NBA player, you're going to go through slumps throughout a year. But, like, when you come out of the gates slumping, like Keegan, like Herder, that's frustrating. It's frustrating, especially, especially without Fox. Well, especially without Fox, but especially when, like, the hype is there, too. Yes. Right? Or, like, or the hype isn't there. And for someone like poor Kevin Herder coming off of that um, postseason. Uh, shooting experience, if you want to call it that, those challenges that he had against the Golden State Warriors, it's like that has just got to be so deflating. I like I was telling Deuce, <laughs> this is so funny, this is so stupid, but whatever, I'm going to say it. I was telling Deuce last night, like with the podcast, 
or the other night with the podcast because we ended up finishing the podcast even though it wasn't live and we made sure to like finish it and like people were like oh that was a good show you know and everything but it's like we had all those issues and I told Deuce I was like that's like losing at the buzzer where just this feeling I never want to feel again this very this very deflating feeling and I'm not acting like that's the exact feeling that NBA players feel but that feeling was just awful and i can't imagine how deflated some players must feel and how hard it is to get out of it we had that feeling at the start of the podcast when like 30 seconds no in, no, it no. Went no, out. no 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 that okay. was just a turnover that was like one um, turnover like i'm gonna fucking win so herder's last three games okay and the, the last houston game you're just like god it was so bad do i even acknowledge it but you know um last three games he's 11 for 27 from three wow that's an improvement okay. that's an improvement tonight four of ten the game against Portland, he was four of nine from downtown, and he was three of eight from Houston. So that was significant to me. And you know, as before we move any further, yeah, I did put up a poll question tonight. Okay, shout out to everyone watching us live late on a Friday night. If you have not yet voted, vote. If you have not hit the thumbs up, get us to three hundred thumbs mm. up, and make sure you're subscribed to this channel. We're live after every single Kings game. Uh, the question was, who was your player of the game? The options. Keegan Murray, 24 points, 11 rebounds, and a dunk on Chet. Domas, a triple-double, and a dunk on Chet. Okay. Herder, 29 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. The audience, 43% say Kevin Herder. I love it. 32% say, say Keegan Murray, and 25% say Domas Sabonis. Well, what does Rock and Soul say? Ooh. Time for a Rock and Soul player of the game. Kegs. Kegs. <laughs> kegs. <laughs> Keegan Murray. Kegs and Kev. Kegs and Kev. It's the two that you want on your team. Keegan Murray, 24 points and 11 rebounds. Kevin Hurd, 28 points, 9 rebounds. They're both on the struggle bus for the for a minute to start the year. They bounce back with a big game tonight. They're a rock and soul players mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. They were big time tonight for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, by the way, uh, Morgan's tweeted out some deals that rock and soul has. You guys got to go rock and soul. They've got... Breakfast all day. Oh, they have lunch and dinner too. But you go before a game, you're gonna feel really good. You're gonna eat. We told we talked about the deals. Yeah. I had a few people today at the game say they went. Same to me. Because if you have a if you so many people, you guys for Kings Homes, if I don't know how long this deal is gonna last. I'm gonna warn you. Okay. Rock and Soul has officially oh god word, they ran out of food. They might. They're just six blocks away from Golden One Center. Uh so you should go there to corner of 10th and S. But if you go there on a Kings home game day and you have a ticket to the game, you show them the ticket, you say, oh, I listened to Deuce and Mo. I heard it from them. You get 50% off your entire bill. Mm-hmm. Well, I know several people who went there tonight. <laughs> yes. One guy was like, hey, man, I got the prime rib 50% off. I'm like, I think this deal may end soon <laughs> because there's too many people going and there's getting no this great way. deal. And then if you're not going to the game during Kings home games, if you want to go watch the game on one of their TVs, you get half off appetizers, half off drinks. But yep. uh, check out Rock and Soul in Sacramento. Support them. They're awesome. And thanks for supporting us. Yes. Um, anyway, talking more about Kevin Herter, Morgan, it, it's just it was it was refreshing to see him have an impact on the game. And, you know, it's he is more than a three point shooter. Yep. So when he's missing a ton of threes, you could just feel it, especially at the start of the year. You mentioned how mm. the playoffs went for him. Yeah. Not good at all. The preseason did not go well. The start of the regular season did not go well. Many people were questioning, like, all right, is he the starter? I think even Mike Brown, for a portion, was questioning whether or not 
he was going to keep going with Herter because there was defensive mistakes and it seemed like he was letting the missed shots impact him on the floor. Yeah. There was some push to even have Chris Duarte start in front of him. And now it's like, oh, I, I'm going to go out there and still like rebound and try my best defensively make plays and my shot will come. And I think that, that. yeah. And, but I also think to be completely fair, I think it, it shook him a bit that Mike Brown decided to like put that out there about having Duarte start that one preseason game. 100%. But it shook his confidence a little bit. And I think he he's a, not everyone can handle that stuff. You have sure. to coach people differently. He's a guy that needs a little love and encouragement along the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And I think where but that's that's the thing. Sometimes the love and encouragement is going to come from other people. It's not going to come from the person, the decision maker. It's going to come from all the people that you need most in that time. And in that time, his teammates were publicly empowering the shit out of this guy. Uh, his assistant coaches were doing the same for him as well. There were so many people. And now, like, if you listen to the outside noise and fans and um, – social media and stuff yeah it can be a scary place yeah. but you can't go there when you're already down i think he's really hard on himself too though and yes, so he, i agree when he's really hard on himself and then the head coach is saying those things i think it <laughs> impacts him a little and bit you want it to light a fire under their ass like right. that is like ultimately what you want it to do and mike brown is not afraid to make changes and especially if the change does not benefit or if if what is happening does not benefit him and how he feels about something, he's going to change it. And with Kevin Herter, he was like, dude, if you're not going to make your shots, you better be doing everything else. And at first, we were seeing his missed shots in offense allow it to dictate his entire game and bring this different energy on him. And then you're seeing in the last couple of games, he's putting in a different type of confidence on the defensive end. Oh, Even go how, at me, people, and I will find a way to be to to be in this team de defense, get steals, get deflections, and engage because I'm a smart player. And I think whether it's him doing it or the team emphasizing it, having him handle a little bit in that two-man game is vital because yes. it puts a lot of pressure on the defense when a shooter will put the ball on the floor and he can pass mm -hmm. and get it to the big and bonus, and that just collapses the defense. Then all of a sudden, the ball is whipping around the court. Sacramento tonight finished with 28 assists Let's go. on 38 makes tonight. So that's a good number. As they push to 30, that's great. a great sign for the Sacramento Kings offense. And that's why like, I take a step back for tonight's game. And you go, okay, it's not perfect because you shot 40, just under 42%. You were 13 of 47 from three. You're 16 of 21 for the free throw line. Uh, there's not a lot I don't like about tonight's game because they they played the right way. They played hard. The, uh -huh. the, the, my nitpick on tonight, I thought they got sloppy with the ball and there were times they allowed OKC to get back in the game because of their sloppiness. But they kept playing, and Fair. that's a good thing is they would have a turnover, and then they'd get back on defense and make a play. Sabonis would block SGA in transition out of bounds. We mentioned Keegan Murray had one of those plays, too. Keon Ellis making plays. Keon Ellis had a tremendous block tonight. Shoot. We haven't talked about him yet. So, uh, overall, it's like, hey, there's going to be nights in the league where you don't make shots. Mm -hmm. the, I think the most annoying thing is when you look at a game go, well, they didn't make shots, and they lost. It's over. Like, So, if you could find a way to be in the game by putting the extra effort in, rebounding well, playing competitive defense, yep. you're going to give yourself a chance to win. For the first time last season, Deuce, in a very long time for a team that I cover and root for and all of the above, I saw a team 
do some special things in losses. And I, I, that is not a moral victory bullshit kind of way of going about things. That is just a, a basketball mind. I'm not Deuce Mason, a basketball minded person looking at a game and seeing what you like and seeing how a game should be played. And you're doing all the things right but a team, an, uh, an opponent could just be better. And we saw that at times last year. We didn't really ever have to factor in effort. There was maybe a handful of games that that was even something to talk about. But this year already, when there was those back-to-back games with the Rockets that had to do with effort, that had to do with just ugly basketball and then that last win that they got against portland where it was ugly basketball but it was a w you're like all right you're on the right track and tonight it was like they weren't playing perfect basketball missing shots and doing all those things but they're doing everything else right and that's what kept them with the lead for most of this game mike brown said he was talking to his son about the early season struggles the other day and he said that in a weird way, he's glad his team is facing this adversity right now because he wants to see how they get through it. We talked um, about that too. I, it's a, that's a it's a positive way to look at it for sure. But he 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 has great belief in his team to fight through it. But he he's glad they faced that test. And credit to Kevin Herter for facing some legit early season adversity and mm-hmm. coming out of it. Same with Keegan Murray. There's so, I mean, this isn't the exact way to make that comp, but there's so many people that like, everything's great in a relationship. Everything's going amazing and everyone's happy. You're, you're brand new in a relationship. And then you decide, Hey, we're so happy. So we're just going to get married. And then the problems come up like, no, that would be bad. Right. And that's what Mike Brown is trying to go about this. It's like, Hey, it's better that this happens now early. So then you don't make those mistakes later when it really matters. When there's this commitment to be in the playoffs, to win the championship, to stay married. <laughs> is that what marriage is like? Sometimes you stretch an analogy so much, you're like uh, that you get there and you win, and I always win. Do we and count I just it? I, yeah, uh, I, count I it. Hey, review. Oh, we're yeah. Man, bucket is good. All right, I feel like we're gonna run down almost every player on the roster, um, and I appreciate everyone in the chat chatting away. We're definitely going to go ahead and get some of your comments in just a bit. Make sure to hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We should be at 300 thumbs up by now. Come on. Happy Friday. And shout out to our guy, Oscar, for the super chat. $2 super chat. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, Next guy I want to talk about. You go know, there. today, the Stockton Kings in the NBA G League started their season. Uh-huh. I'm hesitating for a second because I heard a brief pop in the microphone. I I got worried that's going to mess up our audio. Mm -mm. I'm just alerting you just in case. But anyway, the Stockton Kings started their season in the G League tonight. I think most people who are Kings fans would have expected that Keon Ellis on the two-way contract would be down there to open the season, if you would ask them before the season. Sure. Instead, he is starting his second consecutive game for the Sacramento Kings, not only starting tonight, but he finished the game tonight. He played 30 minutes in the game. And Keon Ellis got the defensive player of the game crown now, by the way. They got rid of the chain. It's now a crown, which I kind of like because I love the chain. But everyone does the chain, so I kind of dig the crown. After Keon, we got to talk more yes. about the crown. But Keon Ellis tonight, 
came out with fantastic energy. He looked more comfortable out there. But the biggest thing I wanted to see from him tonight was, hey, man, you got to go deal with SGA. He's going to get his. SGA is one of the best players in the league. He had a pretty solid scoring night tonight. I think what he finished with, 33 points, 7 rebounds, 6 Jeez. assists, 14 to 25 shooting. But can you go out there, make, it, make him work a little bit? Keon Ellis did some nice things defensively on SGA, sure, but also as a team defender. Yeah. He got deflections. He blocked Morgan three shots in this game tonight. What jumped out to you about Keon Ellis in, in this game? And what's it say about him to be in this spot and to, to, to be playing big minutes down the stretch? So Deuce and I always do a small instant reaction right after a game before night chat. And the number one thing that we talked about when we were mentioning Keon, we were like, dude, in that shitty game against the Houston Rockets in garbage time, Mike Brown puts him in. He scores 15 points. But not only was it the 15 points, he was doing a little bit of everything. That opportunity led to him getting the look to be in the starting lineup. So he was in that starting lineup against the Portland Trailblazers, um, which ultimately then ended up making Davion better and everyone else better and led to that W that they much, much needed. Then it led to tonight having that opportunity again in that starting unit and what he brought to the table with just his defense alone, active hands, being aggressive, disrupting. That was the thing Deuce and I talked about today too. It was, you're not going to stop SGA, but how are you going to disrupt him? How are you going to screw with his vision? And Keon was the perfect dude for that job. And that's why when we talk about a stretch of basketball being garbage time in our eyes, it's not a garbage, it's not garbage time for someone that's on a two-way contract that's trying to make an impression on the coaching staff. Mm -mm. And that impression allowed him to get an opportunity to start a little bit. And then tonight, he kind of built off that. And all of a sudden, you're looking at Keon Ellis going, well, maybe he could be part of the rotation going forward. Maybe the Kings go, hey, we'll turn that two-way into a guaranteed contract because of how you're playing. You yeah. know, So obviously, there's a long way to go for him. But you know, I think him getting this opportunity and for a guy that, you know, you had belief in, you gave him a two-way deal. He's in your system last year in the G league in Stockton. He played well for the Stockton Kings. Yep. And for him to come in and make an impact and a win, I think is significant. Well, a couple things too. I think with the Stockton Kings, as we saw him evolve over this time, we saw him become more aggressive under Bobby Jackson on the offensive end. And it was like, Oh, He's got a sexy offensive game. We want to see more of that. And I think under Mike Brown, it's like, oh, you can't be as chaotic because you don't have as long as a leash as you do when you're with your Stockton King squad, right? Like you're the guy, you can do what you want. Here, it's like, it's not about pulling it back, but it's about being disciplined. And if you're not doing your job out there, you're not going to get the opportunity. You're not going to play. And I think having that pressure is a positive type of pressure for him. Yeah. And he's a super competitive dude. Like he, he's not afraid, right? He SGA is a, he's strong. SGA is stronger than he looks too. He's yeah. got obviously the size advantage on Keon by a couple of inches and weighs more, but yeah. Keon has such active hands, dude. Great at deflections. Yes. He yes. Could, and I, I was just, I was really impressed with what he he did tonight. And that Mike Brown went, you know what? You're playing well. I trust you. And instead, by the way, Harrison Barnes. I know. Harrison Barnes did not really play in the second half. Not for him. He played eight minutes in the third. And I think 
Mike put him in like a couple of times just for lineup issues in the fourth. Pretty much played le- about nine minutes in the second half of this game. Dude, it, and, and it's like, I know for some people, there's so many like Harrison Barnes haters and they're like, yeah, that's what you need to see. And it's like, no, we see HB like have these good moments and these good games and his leadership alone is what you need. But it was great to see that Mike Brown took that chance and gave that opportunity to other guys to other guys and let's talk about the other guys but before we get there i do want to say one possession that um stood out to me too transition defense sga going full court sabonis and keon running back keon slows him down sabonis finishes the job with a nice little block. that's a good point i mentioned that block but yeah keon slowing him down was fantastic with harrison though before we move on talk about some other guys Harrison, since opening night, just feels like he's struggled a lot. He had, I think he had like six deflections in the Golden State game, which was good. He was active. But I I think right now, the biggest issue with him is defensively. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's just some bad matchups right now. But tonight, it's just his defense on the perimeter is not good at all. And, it's it, it, confusing because he's a smart player. It's just I don't feel like he moves well right now. Yeah. And I, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like where his arms are at. Sometimes they feel like they're at his side. And then there's other times where I'm like, they're up. And yeah. he's obviously in shape, athletic enough. He's a smart player. Um, it's it's interesting to me to see how his game keeps going in this King season. Cause I think he has a lot to offer on so many different things. And then what did he do with re- Well, he had four rebounds tonight. So, yeah. I mean, he, 26 minutes. He had four rebounds. He was one of eight. Oh, for four from three. It wasn't a good game for him. Yeah, no, wasn't that great. And Mike Brown recognized it and said, Hey, we're going to go with some other guys. Oh, he, he went to Kessler Edwards again tonight. He did. And then Kessler got beat on a back door. SGA came up and like back screened him and then rolled to the basket and, that Mike Brown went right to Sasha, who had not played. Remember, Sasha didn't play last game. And I think what Brown's looking for Kessler is go out there and be a pest defensively. And Kessler has some really nice moments defensively because he's long, mm-hmm. he's strong, he moves pretty well. He's able to stay vertical. The biggest challenge with Kessler's game is just offensively, he doesn't have a lot. And you want him to be at least a catch-and-shoot guy. He hasn't shown consistency on that end yet. And then once he made a defensive mistake, Mike Brown, short leash, went, no. And he put Sasha in the game. And Sasha came in to his credit, man. Uh, look, yes. I don't, Sasha must be just a good guy because he was a EuroLeague MVP last year. Mm-hmm. He comes to the NBA after like the Kings courted him for a while. Yep. He's in the rotation a little bit. Then not... You know, he didn't play the last game. He doesn't play the first half. Then Mike Brown goes to him in this game. The guy comes in right away, and he's being active with his hands. He had that one steal that led to a Davion Mitchell three, and then he knocked down a couple of threes. And that's that's what I love to see. You're seeing him starting to understand. He might not have or the athleticism or understand the pace of the game fully because he's not getting the NBA minutes. That's fine. Whatever. But he's understanding what is needed from him. And it's pushing him, I believe, to another level of his basketball life. And you're starting to see him connect with the the 
the understanding of having those active hands and how much better that can make him as a defender, even if he can't move laterally with someone and how, if you are aggressive with someone, um, that you are going to do so much more out there. You are going to make Mike Brown happy. And if you're making Mike Brown happy, you are going to get some playing time. And then on top of that, he started knocking down some big threes. Yeah. Two big threes for him. He had six points off the bench in eight minutes. He also had a rebound in that steal that I mentioned too. And then he had a foul that, you know, that was challenged. It was initially called a double foul. And then OKC challenges it. A little too many uh, reviews tonight for my liking. And they go look at it. I'm like, Sasha, there was one angle. I'm like, these guys are going for the rebound. That and they said he had bumped. Was it Jalen Williams he bombed? And then he's the ref, Ben Taylor, said that it caused a domino effect. So they called a foul on Sasha. I'm like, these guys are just boxing out, man. Dude, that was... Well, even I was texting you even that one time when Sabonis got knocked in the face. Yeah. I think Jalen Williams got him in the face. And I'm like, that it, it was just a basketball move. He didn't mean to get him in the face. But you said it. You're like, well, the NBA reviews everything that's a knock in the face. And yeah. it's usually just a flagrant at that point if it's above the shoulders. And I get that. Morgan was complaining about the officials tonight. Morgan was really not upset about, SG, about what? SGA getting some calls. SGA, well, SGA pushes off a lot. Well, I but Steph Curry does the same thing. And I told you, this is what I was, this is, no, 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 no. Let me, let me state this correctly. I said, I said, Keon is not, Keon is going to get in foul trouble because SGA is going to get in to do what he wants. Like with the officiating, it's Keon Ellis. It's a two-way guy. Those biases bleed into officiating. Like I, you can see it at times and it only happened like one time with Keon and SGA. So I was like, great. Well, in the chat, cool says, why does SGA get superstar status? He pushes off constantly to create his space. Yeah. I think it's one thing watching the league where these, some of these guards, are to the point now that they they kind of get into guys so much they I feel like they conceal their push-offs better than ever. You know where in the past you could easily see them. Sometimes you you don't notice them until the replay and you're like, "Oh my god." Mm-hmm. But it I mean it happens with bigs, it happens with guards, but yes, especially with guards like yeah. I say all the like Steph Curry still is going to be one of the greatest of all times, even with me saying that he uses his off arm to push away and create space. Whatever. If you get away hey. with it and it creates space, then do it. It's just like Sabonis sometimes when he does the chicken yes. wing where he hooks guys yes. to create space. It, it, these players are looking for any type of advantage they can get. 100%. SGA is a stud, dude. That guy is so good in the so mid-range. Good. I felt like he wasn't going to miss. I know he's sometimes he's just super scary, but I felt like the Kings did as good as they could do um, with, again, missing one of their best defenders in De'Aaron Fox out there and trying to trust a two way guy and Keon Ellis to really take a lot of that on. And it I mean, it worked. It, it really did disrupt his game you saw someone like Lou Dort with only eight points and he's someone that has been shooting the ball well from three-point land and I was that was something else I was worried about it was like oh is Kevin Herter gonna guard him and then they're just gonna be like Lou go after him or get in the corner and Kevin will be in help and then we'll get you the the ball for three looking at OKC a ton of young talent right yeah in that starting lineup I think the biggest weakness when you look at them is their bench 
You know, I'm just like Yeah. As I look at the Isaiah bench. Joe can, yeah. Isaiah Joe's streaky, but he can come in and knock down threes. You know, Casey Wallace, the rookie, has shown some signs that he may be something, but you know, after that, there's just such a big drop off. Dude, you had even mentioned Bertans in our Yeah, Bertans played last game for them against Cleveland. He didn't play tonight. No. Jalen Williams, the big, is coming back from injury and so his minutes are starting to tick back up. But he played what eighteen minutes tonight? Yeah. They rely a lot on those starters. And I think as they build this out, and look, Presti's got a war chest here to make a ton of moves going forward. So they're going to be good for years to come, especially with SGA, Jalen Williams. <laughs> I mean, Chet, Chet's nice, giddy. Dude, like, it's going to be really nice. Matt, Matt Barnes said this on the postgame show. He's like, or on the pregame show, one of the shows. And he's like, he's like, I think rookie of the year is going to come down to Chet and Wemby. And I thought that was so interesting just looking at these unique yeah. body sizes and like what they're capable of doing on the floor and it's going to be fun to see them battle it out all year long i at times those two teams are must watch because of the unique style of play that they add to a squad oh how do we mention tonight without mentioning malik monk again oh my god this guy is just that guy comes in right away i mean i'm watching in the in the first quarter he comes in at the 503 mark, immediately goes right into a two-man game with Sabonis score. Then he comes back in transition with an amazing pass to Kevin Herter to put the Kings up 24-13. Then he has, after that, another sweet pass to Sabonis in the pick and roll. The guy is dropping dimes right when he comes into the game. And how about the reverse he had? With Sabonis? The one, the the Sabonis Sabonis gets it around the defender. Does this crafty pass around the defender? Gets it to Malik and Malik in the corner, does, right? And then he drives to the basket and does I th- it up I and under. I thought they were both just right, but yes. So then yes, it was disgusting. Yes, it was disgusting, and it was a uh, Malik Monk off the bench tonight for Sacramento. Twelve points. He had eight dimes in twenty eight minutes. I I think there's some law. That we don't know about where Mike Brown can't play him 30 minutes in a game. I think I think that is a law. Like if he plays 30 minutes, yes, he just explodes turns to ash. Yeah. <laughs> He's no. Like, oh no, we're at 28 40. Take him out! Take him out of the game! Foul somebody! Foul somebody. It's like Thanos Thanos. 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 Why do you call him Thanos? I mean, it's like almost the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but at least I caught myself right away. Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I call him Thanos. It's Thanos. Pretty sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There could be some, like, like Marvel nerd <laughs> out there being like, yes, it is Thanos. I'm looking at the rest of my notes Thanos? to see if there's anything else. So, um, yeah, know. Malik Monk. Malik Monk off the bench. Love what we saw from him. Davion didn't quite have the game that he had last time, but that's also because Keon Ellis was getting those minutes. He played in 60 providing. minutes. He played 60 minutes, and Keon Ellis was doing more out there, and I think he liked how Keon Ellis was staying active, running the team. And I, I think the challenge, again, I watched this last game with, with Davion. Davion, we know he's a dog defensively. He gets after it, especially his on-ball defense. The challenge, Morgan, is teams will hunt him. Mm-hmm. And so they go, like last game, the Blazers went, okay, we'll go ahead and get you switched. Uh, we'll get Jeremy Grant on Davion Mitchell. Okay, Davion can be strong. He could push him. It doesn't matter because Jeremy Grant can shoot over him. Sure. 
SGA, it's the same thing. So that's the challenge of putting Davion out there. And then if he's not knocking down shots, it just makes it a challenge. And then, you know, Keon Ellis is doing his thing out there. So you you keep him out there. Yeah. No, it was it was fair that that was the direction that Mike Brown ended up going in. And that's why you saw it end up being that way. And it's like, like, look, I don't care when we see these things, when we see a W. JaVale McGee with another DMP. I mean, how many times have we talked about him and what he's going to add to this squad this year? And you're not even seeing him play right now in these last two games. And I'm, again, okay with that when it translates into a W. And I love, I love what Alex Len can provide to this squad. And I think he's he's even been able to add a little bit more. I think he's become a better basketball player being coached by Mike Brown. Morgan, so the Kings win their first in-season tournament game, and their next one is next Friday at San Antonio. Okay. And then the Friday after that, they play the Minnesota T-Wolves. Breaking mm. news at this hour? Oh. What? Sources close to the situation saying that two Fridays from now, I'll be with you. In San Francisco mm, mm, for mm, Kings mm, pre and post game. Deuce and Mo hosting Kings pre and post Deuce game. The Mo. Friday after Thanksgiving. Is that? Yeah. That could oh be a big in season tournament game. Yeah. What, what am I going to wear? Sources close to the situation saying you maybe seen some more Deuce Mason on pre and post coming up. Dates, say what? Dates TBD, but Deuce and Mo takeover coming up the. Friday after Thanksgiving for Kings t Anyway, I, what I want to bring up is they're, they're, they're in Group C in this NBA in-season tournament. Yeah. So they get their first win. OKC now 0-2 in the in-season tournament. So that's going to be tough. Dude, yes. And then, so they've got next week, San Antonio, next okay. Friday in San Antonio. Then the Friday after that, they're at Minnesota. Then the final Group C game in the end season tournament for them. They're home for the Warriors, a TNT game. We get a, that's November 28th. Um, my point, though, is you're wondering, like, oh, how do the tiebreakers work? Because uh-huh. there's six groups. Uh-huh. The winner of each group advances to the knockout stage in Vegas. Yeah. And then there's two wild card teams. Well, one of the tiebreakers, the first one they look at is point differential. The Kings won by seven tonight so that it's important well, to like keep yes, track of that right yes. so if the two teams are tied and hey it's whoever has the, the greatest point differential so if you guys were watching the end of the game you're going why is harrison barnes taking a three and why is kevin herter taking another three and then sabonis right after the game was yelling at herter like oh you should have given me the ball because i could have scored because they were trying to win by more points because of the point differential Shot. in the in-season tournament it's something we're seeing in the nba right now is at the end of games the other team's not dribbling out the ball. They're going, we have to score because we want to we want to increase the point differential. I kind of love it. I it's interesting. Love it. I love it. Didn't the I, I don't know how much the the T Wolves beat the uh Spurs by it's by tonight. seven tonight. Okay. They actually so, so they're go. tied. And uh, Golden State <laughs> in their last in-season tournament game against Oklahoma City won by two. So yeah, Minnesota beat San Antonio <sighs> 117 to 110 tonight. But that shit's fun. We we have a lot more to talk about. It's a Friday night. The Kings are off Saturday and Sunday. Oh. They play Monday against Cleveland. We got to talk about that. We got to talk more about this game. We're going to get to your comments. We're going to bounce around the NBA, too. It's a Friday night. I've got wine. I look great. <laughs> look at the hair. The suit. Amazing. Ew. We're going to keep this rolling. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. But we should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at Sharif. 
Jewelers. Oh my, you guys, where do I start with Sharif Jewelers? So I'm going to start here. The crown. Oh yeah. What? I can say this. The crown was made by Sharif Jewelers. Of course, this iconic local business made the King's Depog crown. Is that oh, right? And you want to know how I know? Because I was in there yesterday getting some rings fixed because I'll tell you about that moment in a second. But they bring in the, the Depog crown in this big old box and Sharif Jewelers are like, yeah, we made this in-house. We created everything. We're putting on gems. We're doing it all perfect take a look at this beautiful piece of artwork truly just That's amazing sick. and they're like we need to give gloves so there's less fingerprints like the, the attention to detail and just how much i love sharif jewelers not only because of this but i brought in some rings because um my mom my sister and i each have a ring and they're missing like little gemstones sharif jewelers are like no we we repair things we do it oh. all and they do it all in house so i don't have to worry about our rings that means so much to us getting shipped off and getting lost and they can get them done in 15 to 30 minutes but um i'm gonna wait because i'm gonna bring my mom in and surprise her well that's sick well hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast because then you're in trouble she won't i'll tell her not to okay uh but yeah they make the depog chain but also they've got everything you could possibly want if you're thinking about engagement rings you want to watch jewelry repair sharif's has been in Sac sharif jewelers has been in sacramento forever since forever. the 80s there's so many you go to any one of their locations, there's a member of the Sharif family yeah. there. Check them out. They support us. We support them. You got to check them out if you're in the need for something. anything. Oh, holidays are coming up. Yep, yep. Oh, even this. I love, I just like love this. My mom is going to switch out her wedding ring, her wedding band. It's silver and she's going to switch it to gold. They do it all. So if you have any questions, just go to Sharif Jewelers. Speaking of your mom. Oh. This lady. Also presented by a New York Times bestselling author. Let me take this for a second, you got Morgan it. Reagan, because sometimes you have to go story time with Deuce Mason before oh. we get back to the show and talk more Kings and NBA. Morgan's mom is a New York Times bestselling author. Yeah, and she you're going, is. How did she do that? Well, she writes thrillers. But for 20 years, this person was writing and writing and writing while trying to raise a family. Yeah. She would submit to the big book publishers. You know what they say to her? No. No. You're what, not good hey, wo woman, go yeah. take care of your kids or something. That's what they said. Women don't write books, especially thriller books. Only men write thriller books. So they said, no, no, no. So she went, you know what? It's my passion, though. I'm going to keep creating. And she self published. Mm. And she self published. Love her. And she turned into a New York Times and Amazon best selling author. You need to check out her books. Go to trreagan.com. Or search on Amazon, T.R. Reagan, read one of her thrillers. They're dark, they're twisted, and all of them are based in Sacramento. It's pretty amazing. Pretty damn amazing. So thank you to T.R. Reagan for being a Dusimo podcast partner. And last one. I don't want you guys to yell at us, but we're small business and we have to have sponsors to keep things going. Hell yeah, dude. Shout out to Northwest Exteriors for believing in us. We believe in them. If you're looking to get windows, if you're looking to get windows done your house, there's no better place than going to Northwest Exteriors. You see them all over the Kings broadcast too. They're working with us because they want to get the word out about the work they do. And we know what type of work they do. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. You guys, this is what I keep telling Deuce too. I go, we only partner 
with businesses that make sense to us, that honestly have the best quality, whether it's in food, windows, jewelry, it doesn't matter. And Northwest Exteriors truly is the best when it comes to windows, patios, anything that you might need. We've already had listeners reach out to them. So if you're thinking about maybe making your house better or saving money on your monthly energy bill, reach out to Northwest Exteriors. Yeah, go to northwestexteriors.com because... Simply the best. Trust Northwest. Awesome. Appreciate their support to do some O podcast. Thank you. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact based reporting for some much needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Now back to the show, and let's get to some comments, too, Ooh. in the YouTube chat, because the chat is popping on a Friday night. Love that. Kings win. It feels good. The Kings did a lot of nice things out there. Uh, question real fast. Yeah, what's up? Do you think the Kings are better defensively this year? Did not know where that question was going to go. Um, Does it look better to you than last year? And I know it's hard to I gauge. I can't say that right now. No. I think they look better. I, I don't know how much better, but they look better to me. I can't say that yet. But what I love is that it's truly a point of emphasis. And I don't think it's a point of emphasis so much that it's taken away from their offense. Like some people have started to say. I think it's the extra energy can cause some challenges on the defensive end for some people. Oh but at God. the same time, it's like, no, it, it's not 
where it needs to be. I don't think it looks that much better yet. But I think 20 games from now is, or 10 more games from now is where I could actually tell you a little yeah, bit Yeah, I definitely want to see the offensive rating go up because that's, you know, it, it, I know that? it's all about net rating. But if we play the game, last year the Kings had the best offensive rating in league history, okay? They were literally the best offensive rating in league history, 118.6, and their defensive rating was at 24th at 116. So what do you think their rating is this year offensively in the NBA, Morgan? Last year, number one in the NBA. Well, I feel like I know. I feel like it's like middle of the pack. Okay, keep going down. Shit, 20th? They are 21st in offensive Damn. rating this year. Damn, that's not good. It's early. Okay. When when do I stop saying it's early? Probably like 15, 20 games in? 20 games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where do you think they're at in their defensive rating? I'm going to guess the way you said that, they're higher up, so let's go 15th. They are 15 in the NBA in defensive hey. rating right now. And so were the NBA um, champs last year. I huh? think for me, yeah, it is wait till 20, 25 games in okay. to really judge it. It's so <laughs> weird. Like, just a great example of this. Tonight, going into the OKC game, Lou Dort was shooting 52% from three. We're talking about a top 10 three-point shooter in the NBA. Well, where is Lou Dort in his NBA career from three? Lou Dort, coming into this season, his first year was just under 30%, then 34, 33, 33, and then coming into tonight, 52. Okay, even if he's an improved three-point shooter this year, and let's just say he is, he's not 52% from three. Yeah. Let's just say, let's give him benefit of the doubt, and he's going to be 38%. That's a great improvement. Great It's improvement. not 52 So these numbers early in the season, you try, like, it's all we have, so you want to like acknowledge him but we also need to acknowledge like okay it's early it, it's eight nine games for some of these teams and it is important to acknowledge them and also like hey they're showing me this because i think even even i, I think it'd be naive to be like well this is gonna drop like who are you to say that what if they can keep it up to Ludor's keeping up 52%. No, but to a sustainable percentage, right? Yeah. To something that is improved and still makes sense, but it doesn't have to be crazy. I mean, there's been years that, I mean, what, what year was it when we saw Julius Randle take that leap? And yeah. then it was like, is that really who he is? Let's see if he's going to do that the next year. And then he didn't, you know? So it's like, you never know what you're going to get. These people are human and things go up and down at times. Let's get to some comments from yeah. our chat live tonight. Appreciate you guys being here. Thank you. Let's see. I thought there was one. I, I was like, there's was just, there, sorry. I thought usually I had that's, one. Maureen, there's just a lot of people in the there chat. Are. Uh, Brian says Sabonis did great defensively tonight. What do you notice from him defensively, Morgan? Do you feel like he did a great job? I, d I, I felt like he did a good job of being that anchor of... Um, talking it up defensively being aggressive defensively and i don't know i think it helped i don't want to say pack the paint but it made life harder for okc to get anything easy i mean there was games against the rock or there was times against the rockets and even portland where we saw those line drives and no one was that that second line of defense wasn't there. And I felt like Sabonis was there. I felt like other yeah, guys were there I, as well. I was watching Keon Ellis tonight. I felt like his defensive rotations were so great. You know, guys are going to have to help. All right. In the NBA, it happens all the time. Are you going to help the helper? Yeah. Right. Are yep. you going to make sure that if, if someone's coming because they had to help off the perimeter? Yeah. 
are you going to cover the open shooter now? And seeing that type of rotation, seeing the scrambles, the extra effort, it just goes such a long way. I'm seeing more of that. In the chat, Farfait says, I think the offensive struggles come from better defense, not so much losing the edge, but learning to transition better. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know, Ball. Uh, no, first of all, you know, Ball. Yeah, so relax. you just had a I think, good little comment. Yeah. I don't know how to pinpoint some of the offensive issues. One, I think offensively, the last couple of games before tonight, it just seemed like a complete mess. Like they were they adjusting without De'Aaron and they just looked out of whack. I felt like tonight you saw more of the good, but then you're missing shots. What I'm looking for, even with missed shots, yeah. is are you getting into the offense early? Are you getting into transition and pushing the pace? I don't even see their fast break points tonight. Okay, 13, which isn't super high. You like that number to be higher. Last game, I think they had 18 against Portland. But, but like you said, some of that's st- missed shots. And starting right? in an early offense alone isn't necessarily going to be a fast break right. point, isn't going to be in transition. Right. And you're right, getting into it early. And I saw some of those actions early where you saw like uh, it, it being passed into the high post. Harrison Barnes is cutting down. Kevin Herter's on, you know, extended wing and then is coming off. Uh, Sabonis for the DHO while the weak side is also moving around, relocating. You saw a lot more people understanding timing and movement tonight on the offensive end. Yes, and I think the shots are going to drop. And then, realistically, when you'll you'll be able to judge this offense more once De'Aaron gets back. Because I, I don't think we were really having these conversations when De'Aaron was gone. And De'Aaron is very important to this offense. Now... You know, you would like the team to still figure it out without him, but it's hard when you're missing one of your best guys, and he's one of the top guys in the league. This guy is an all NBA town. I think he's better than he's ever been. I think, you know, to Mike Brown's point earlier about adversity, I think in a sense, I I, I kind of like that this team has to figure shit out without Fox. Like yes. in the fourth quarter, I said this to you. Go I, on. I, I, I didn't say you didn't. Well, I'll tell you what your response was when I said it. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. You were like, but is it, Morgan? But is was, it? Was it after a loss? Probably. Well, that's why. Well, I like, was probably feeling down. Okay. Fix it. Morgan, we go live after a game. Sometimes I get emotional. But here's what I, the point is going to make. Okay. In the fourth quarter, it's Deer and Fox time, yeah. right? For the most part. Yeah. I like that they have to figure it out. I the the last too. two games, they have played close games in the fourth quarter, even going back to the Warriors game, close game in the fourth quarter. Like, figure it out. Dude, it's not about figuring out because you're like, man, what if De'Aaron Fox is unhealthy again? You're figuring it out because it's going to ultimately make you a better basketball player. It's going to make you a better individual on the basketball court. And that's what you want to see from these guys that, oh, hey, if we did have to take over, we could do it too. What? I'm just annoyed with myself. I just had, you know, you have one of those epiphanies. Yeah, what was that? I went to look at the schedule because at the start in my intro tonight, I was like, the Kings are four and four. They're, you know, four and four after eight games, blah, 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 blah. How amazing is that? You know, I'm all getting hyped yeah. up. And four of those games are without De'Aaron Fox. Five are. It's five. Five. Yeah. When You know what's funny? When you tell me things, oh, that's so bad. Sometimes I just, like, believe it. I know. I, I mean, it was sick, but I, had, me? I had this thing because in my head, I was like, I went back to the Warriors game when I said they they were figuring out without him. I went, 
Wait, Warriors, Rockets twice, Blazers, that's five. Okay. What do you let, let do? Me, uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize because I hate being wrong. Good. And I hate it. And I know someone listening to the star that goes, I think it's been out five games. What an idiot, dude. You suck at what you do. I forgot, and that's my bad. What I want to say, hold on. I feel even better. <laughs> Wait, the Kings have played eight games this year. The Kings have played eight games this year in five of the games have been without an all-star, all-NBA player who is playing his ass off? It's fine. If you... No, no. Look at me. Everybody watching right now, if you're up on your TV, your phone, really focus, okay? I know you could be off doing other things. Grab your phone. I'm going to give you a second. Uh, gather the family in front of the TV. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question, and I want the chat to answer this okay right when i yeah, ask yeah, it answer. we're all listening if i would have told you <laughs> if i would have told you before the season guys De'Aaron fox is uh, going to go down in game three against the lakers in the fourth quarter and he's gonna miss the next five games after that what do you think the king's record is gonna be after eight games you love this game you would not say four and four. You would not say. Four. You would not say four and four. You know they what? are four and four, and they played five games plus overtime without De'Aaron Fox. Can we give this team some love? I know Houston was ugly. It was terrible. Portland wasn't very pretty too. But guess what? People they're screaming. hanging in there. Mom, Dad, come here now. Yeah. Gather around the television. Deuce is telling us something that we all need to hear and listen to. I mean, Deuce, we're an hour fifteen in the podcast, but I think because you screwed that up, I think we need to start all over. Yeah, I, I feel like we do. <laughs> four and four. That's tremendous. Are you sure that's the record? And do I you want to tell like, you right now? What can you tell there us? There is not one person. In the comments, who was like, they're going to be OKC tonight. Wow. What the hell? That's not true. That's not true. So. That's not true. Did you feel like they were going to be OKC? I did. I felt like it was going to be a good game. I had this weird confidence oh, I going felt... into tonight. Here's. Okay. What? Guys. Oh. Are, gather... Is there <laughs> Is everyone still in Someone's front of, dog is listening. Good, Is good. everyone still in front of the TV? Wake your parents up now. Yeah. It's midnight. Wake them up. They're four and four. The Kings are good, man. It's okay. They're good. It's a long year. Rotation's going to change. Wait. They're not, they're not perfect. There, there's some issues on this team. There's similar issues to last year in some ways. Like, I know, like, hey, people are going to bring up Harrison Barnes and some of those issues, right? Okay. There, there are some things. But I, I, I'm... I feel good with them. Rewind back good. to the last loss against the Houston Rockets, and let's hear what Deuce was saying. That's all I have to say. You are a freaking mess. Like, you could be here, but instead you go here, and you really, go here. Really, I went, I, I'm saying they're a good team. I didn't call them championship contenders after tonight, Morgan. That's after the are next they? win coming up on, <laughs> on Monday against Cleveland. Uh uh, let's get to a super chat. Shout uh, out to Keith Judd donating five bucks saying, beam me up, Deuce and Mo. Oh, we can beam you up. Did you say you needed a little beam in your life? Let's see if I can give you a little beam in your life. I wish it was smoother. That's a really good beam. That's a really good Shum. beam. Are you going to read it? <laughs> Fire the laser. That guy. Keith says, beam me up, Deuce and Mo. Good looks on the rock and soul for dinner. Shout out to Deuce for chopping it up after the game. Aww. The Scottsdale boys. Cute. 
Yeah, no, I'm glad you went there, Keith. Dude, and thanks for the donation. Too yeah, kind. Yeah, I appreciate that. <sighs> oh, my God. So <laughs> freaking fun. Scott in the chest. Is Keegan and Herter play like they did tonight. The league is in trouble. Keegs and Cavs. Mm. Keegs and Cavs. Uh, Jamar says, we got our arms ra- wrapped around each other on one knee praising deuce we're listening all hail like a beam for the man of wise word and wisdom thank you do not empower this behavior come on you guys what are we doing someone's asking when will we hear from old willard this season oh i don't know is willard still alive we don't know at this oh my god i'm sure willard's alive somewhere uh tom in the chat drops a herder stats herder's at eight points a game 43 percent Shooting 37% from three. Hey, look at the last couple. It's going in a better direction. How do you know Tom said it like he that? He did say it like that. Why would you mention 8.3? Why would you just randomly put that in there? Let's go to Discord, check in with our guy Manny. Manny was at the game tonight. What's up, Manny? What's up, guys? Deuce, talk for a little bit, but I went next door and banged on their door and told them to turn on the show. So good, good. hopefully I don't get the police called on me. Good, good move, Manny. <laughs> What's up, Morgan, Manny? thanks for the hug today. Appreciate it. It was so uh, good seeing you. And Deuce, thank you again for the tickets, ma'am. I we had a ball. So hey, thank I'm you. Glad. Very much. He's saying thank you for the tickets because uh people watching us live and listening later, Deuce and Mo have a Discord. And we did a little Discord contest yesterday for two tickets to the game, and Manny won them. What well, was the question I asked? Oh, wait, what was it? Jersey. Oh, I was asking what was the first ever Kings jersey. I I um yep. Oh, oh, and what was it? Spencer Hawes? No, the first ever Kings jersey. <laughs> what was it? Don't mention that I had a Spencer Hawes jersey. I, that's embarrassing. I bought a Spencer Hawes jersey yeah, when I was like 20. Don't ever mention what that again. What was the answer? Jason Williams. Oh, that's a good one. When I was in fifth grade. Wow. Anyway. And dude. Yeah. And dudes too. I mean, I was there because whenever you're typing, right, you're you're trying to type fast. I'm like, I'm just gonna put his number in there. 55 it was good. press pen. <laughs> smart, smart move, Manny. So what? So so you enjoy the game tonight? You enjoy the in-season tournament vibe? What'd you think? I liked it all, man. I I when they first showed the court, you know, the the tweet. I I wasn't sure how I felt about the court. I thought it was a little bit like, eh, it's cool. But being there and seeing it live and seeing it mesh with like the uniforms, the crowd, everything, like I dig it. I yeah. I definitely dig it. Um, and I dig the way that I, the team from from start to finish. Uh, yeah, there were a couple of those runs, but I mean, teams are going to make runs in the NBA. It doesn't, especially good teams. And OKC is a good team. And watching them defensively, I think for me personally, is watching what they did defensively was awesome. Like holding them under 100 points and really only one player really did anything. Everybody else was kind of here and there making a shot, but it was a one man show, really. They let Shay do his thing and and cuffed up everybody else and it was it was good and i loved i'm rambling but i'm sorry but i loved keegan i loved it so much watching at first watching him i didn't love watching him struggle but seeing him struggle and doing other things never had his head down never um was discouraged i thought maybe once or twice where i wanted him to take a three and he kind of hesitated a little bit but other than that like everything else was to the hole rebounding finding ways to help the team and ones hit a couple threes i mean and watching herder come out of his little thing too like it was just all around 
I thought it was a little bit better than last game, right? I thought it was better. So I, I'm, you're seeing that, like, okay, I can see they're getting it together. They're they're finding themselves. They're finding that groove, you know. Obviously, without Fox, but and and, and Trey, but and that's the thing too, right? Just more like, there's two of very important players right now that aren't playing, and they're finding a way to win and stay afloat until those guys are healthy. Dude, there's something so special about witnessing resiliency. And I think like you just said, you witnessed it in person. Just like screw the guys that are out and all that. It's you witnessed it in action with Keegan Murray struggling in that first half of basketball, not looking like himself and Mm -hmm. finding a way to Get out of it. And I think there's something just so special about that. Oh, oh, and well, while you're here, Manny, you bring the jar with this, you know, because I forgot I forgot this last game. I did add it. Uh, each and every game this year, we are doing a moment of the game. I had someone hit me up on Discord and in, in my DMs going, Hey, like this is just me like being uh I forget what he said, a dad or a teacher of me <laughs> or something. He goes, Uh, are you putting the dates on these just so you remember? I'm like, Yes, I'm putting the dates on. We think one moment from every game this year to put in here, win or lose, and at the end of the year, we'll start going through some of these, maybe even at the All-Star break. So um, tonight, November 10th, Oklahoma City first in-season tournament game. Keegan Dunk. Is it, Keegan the, Dunk. Is it the Keegan Manny, Dunk? Manny, what do you think? Hey, hey, it's Keegan, and they just named, it was number six on the top plays of of sports center's top plays tonight was the Keegan oh Dunn. Yeah, and, and a Victor Wembenyama like lay-in was number one, I'm sure. <gasps> hey. the guy, Keegan Murray just dunked on Chet number six. Where was Sabonis' dunk on him? Yeah, they didn't have that. <laughs> although the although the number one dunk, it wasn't I hate those, you know those dunk it was um I can't remember who, but it was a dunk. It was John um Who's the center for uh, John oh, Collins? God. John Collins. Yeah. He had a, so who was it? Would he have Tillman or someone in like a, a headlock on a jam or something? But it didn't even look like, it, you know, those dunks where they yeah. just kind of throw it through yeah. without actually. Yeah. It was yeah. Nice. I like how critical we are. It's like the, the, this guy does the most <laughs> athletic thing that we could never do. He's like, yeah, but he threw it in the basket. <laughs> Not good enough. Yeah. Uh, so everyone in the chat saying Keegan dunk. Okay, uh, the Keegan Dunk has to be on there. And uh, by the way, we can put like two moments on there for sure. So Keegan Dunk. And what's your other moment? I mean, Hmm. Sabonis jammed on his head too. Is is that the other one? I I think so. I mean, sure. Sure. I think so. Yeah, Manny thinks so. (laughs) You can put that one on there. I mean, there is a lot of different mo- and could you put in season tournament I did. game I did. I thank did. you make sure to put <laughs> all of that on this post we're gonna need more post-it notes up in here can we're i praise gonna- one more person morgan I'm please sorry. no please and it's not it, it wasn't like some but him putting sasha in and sasha just being ready hitting those two threes yeah. I know, you know, it's only six points i know but Man, kudos to dude being a professional, sitting there, hasn't played. He didn't play last game, right? Didn't look like he was going to play this game. Puts him in in the second half, hits a couple points. Even He looked like he was playing decent defense. Like, yep. I love seeing guys do that. I love it. I'm with you. I'm Again, it's another guy just being able to step up, like, like you said, not getting much playing time, but being ready. And that's what we saw a lot of from this team last year was the whole Next man up mentality, being ready. It didn't mm-hmm. matter if it was Terrence Davis or even you had moments 
barely, but with like Rashawn Holmes would get his chance because Sabonis was her. And it's like that Lakers game where he just like came up big and it was so great to see. You feel happy for these guys, but you're also like, mm. they're learning. I love this. It, it goes back to, I, I know we talked about this last year, which I've talked, always talked to you guys about how the, the team is so related. It's so infectious and eat. And again, like I don't even, I was talking about, on the way home, like I don't even watch Bulls games anymore, and I'm a, I'm a hardcore Bulls fan, and I've watched more Kings games in the last since I've moved here than I have Bulls, and it's just one of those like, yeah, I think I'm gonna end up buying, I think I'm gonna get a beam tattoo, I think I'm gonna buy some jerseys. I've never done this before. I'm one of those old school people that doesn't believe in wearing other teams' jerseys yeah, yeah. and hats. And I'm I'm headed in that direction. All right, I'm headed man. in that direction. I'm happy for you, Manny. Glad you had fun tonight, man. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, guys. All right, there's Manny checking in on Night Jets. That's awesome. Uh, before we get to Coach Nick, who oh. is in the building, in the lobby, ready to go, something we did not talk about last night, chat. Oh, yeah. That I wanted to get to. Um, so let, we have Nick on every single game. As long as he's here, he comes on the show. And I, there's a Reddit thread that got posted on King's Reddit. I'm active on King's Reddit in terms of reading stuff. And there was a post that caught my attention because it was like, thoughts on Deuce and Mo. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And of course, I click on it. And this person was complaining about our podcast, which is fine. You don't have to like our podcast. I don't yeah. care about that. But mentioned that we treated Nick poorly when he listened. And I went, man. And so I wrote the message. I responded to this big thing. And then the, the guy ended up deleting it, which is whatever. But then also in our Instagram, someone else reached out and was like, hey, I felt like you were kind of rude to Nick last night chat. I, I just need to make it 100% clear. Like, I love Nick. We love his positivity. He's been calling into our show for years with a simple message of why not. And last night chat, he randomly popped in and I rolled my eyes like, oh, Nick, acting irritated. I have fun with Nick. It's It's a joke. Everything I do with Nick is just fun. I try to empower him. And I, if it came across in a negative way, I'm sorry. It was not meant that way at all. On this podcast, we believe in being inclusive. We, imble we believe in uh, equality and making sure that everyone is being treated equally. And there has also been professionals that we have talked to that have also reached out to us. Um, that love our interactions and in love our bond and our friendship that we also have with coach Nick. So, um, you know, we just, we just want to make sure that everyone always feels comfortable with the way that we interact with others, which is why we're even bringing it up at all. But that's why the next thing we got to do is bring on the number one coach here, coach Nick. Hi, hi, do, hi, about What? What are you smiling about? <laughs> hey, why not? Like you mean why not with tonight? Why not fire the laser? Nick, were you? Did you hear anything I just said about you? <laughs> well, <laughs> he's like, I don't care. So, uh, Nick, what do you think about the game tonight, my man? I feel like it was great tonight, and I feel like I, I'm happy that we won the, the first anti the tournament. It's kind of weird, but we. You know, but it was good tonight. So, hey. fire, fire the laser. Oh. 
Snapchat. Man, that's ridiculous. Fire you know, the laser. There you go, Nick. We, we have you on there, Nick. Nick, were you on the floor before the game? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Someone said to me, hey, isn't that your best friend Nick on the floor? And I was like, how did Nick get on the floor? But you were on the floor. What did you think of the gray floor? <laughs> <laughs> I was doing antibody for going with credit union. I know you were. So what did you think of the gray floor? <laughs> it was good, right, right, right where the players are at. What player were you by? Do you know which player you're by? I saw Sabonis. Did you say what's up to him? Yeah. You're about the same height as Sabonis. Yeah. I, I told you I'm famous in Goals that are <laughs> Wait, wait. If you were to play Sabonis one on one, do you think you could beat him? Yes. Whoa, first team all confident. All right, Nick. Um, hey, yeah. hey. What? Hey, Morgan. What? Why not light, light the beam? beam. Why, Why not, not light, light the, beam? the beam? Tonight will be the night that I light the beam for you. We need, I need to see the beam. Why not light the beam Doesn't every day, every game? How about Monday after the Cavs game? Why not make the playoffs next week, <laughs> Why not win every day? I love, I love your it, energy. Love Thank it. you, Nick. Like the beam every day. All right, Nick, what's your message to the team after this game? Keep playing your defense, and I'll be there. I'll be there at Monday's game. Okay. Hell yeah. Well, maybe I'll see you. And Can then you, you buy could... me a pizza, Deuce? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it gets me every time. Every time. You know what, Kit? You Morgan, know what? you might have to buy me a pizza. No, too. You know I will not buy you a pizza. You know I do what? not give in to this. You know what pisses me off about what that? What pisses you off about that? I was, when I said the game, oh. I was about to say, you're going to buy me a piece of pizza, and he beat me to the damn punch. Nick, um, last time we talked to you after the Kings lost, you're like, a, a movie that you would recommend them watch was Peter Pan, because oh, yeah. you, Peter Pan's your favorite movie. Is there another movie you'd recommend for them to watch? <laughs> do you have another movie for them? I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Do you have another favorite movie besides Peter Pan? I don't know. Okay. That's Peter Pan's a great one. All it's right, Nick. Really well, Nick, one. enjoy the beam. We'll see you Monday. Sleep beams. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nick, you are live on the podcast. <laughs> what? You just burped? You, you just... What? Is that what you think of us? Now you're drooling. <laughs> What are you doing? You're burping and drooling on the podcast. <laughs> all right. All right. Sleep beams. Say sleep beams. <laughs> Say it, Nick. <laughs> Say sleep beams. Sleep beams. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I love Nick. I was drooling the other day on the podcast, too. Oh my god. Oh my god. Why the pizza thing? Like I I love him, but I will never mm. buy him a piece of pizza. I will never enable him. And you know who you know who does buy him a piece of pizza? All of you guys. We have audience. We have Deuce and Mo audience uh, buy him pizza yeah. all the time. That guy gets so much free pizza. I'm not falling for it. And then he it. burps in our face. And he burps in <laughs> Let's check in with uh, another one of our favorites. I think for the first time this year, let's welcome uh, young oh. Jamie to the show. What's up, young Jamie? 
What's up, dudes? What's up, Morgan? Oh, hey, not Jamie. so young, Jamie. You're Jamie's so old. Jamie's voice is a little deeper than it was at this time last year. What are you, 14 now? Yeah. Yeah, I can oh, tell, man. You, you got the 14 voice. You got a little, little bass. A little bass yeah. now in that voice. Is that really? Where, okay. Jamie, so what'd you think of tonight's in-season tournament win for well, was, the Sacramento I Kings? Would, I was there, so, and it was like a great atmosphere and everything, and I had a lot of fun tonight oh. at the game. You were there, and you didn't say hi to do some mo, huh? Oh no! Oh no! It's because when we were going over there, we hit like a lot of traffic, and it took us three hours to get there, and we got there at like six forty-five. That's right. Still, you come from far still, away. Oh yeah, and yeah. We still get food and everything. Okay, so what? What's your breakdown of tonight? What jumped out to you? Uh, the three-point shooting in the fourth quarter was really good, and I think that is what really helped us out. Yeah, it was very- it was an explosive start to the quarter because you had the once they put Sasha in, you had that stretch where Sasha hit a three, Keegan hit a three, and then Davion hit a three. And it was like, yeah. wow, God, that was much needed. That kind of broke the game open a bit. The Kings ended up pushing the lead to 13 at that point. Yeah, the refs were terrible as usual. Kings versus refs all the time. Um. I didn't say anything. I'm a rough guy. I'm a rough. I'm a rough guy. Yeah. Um, so I don't are, like the rest. <laughs> overall, though, how are you feeling about the season? You know, it, it's been all right. It's been better than I thought it would be with Fox. I mean, except for the Houston games. Yeah. It's been tough, but I haven't been really able to watch any games. This was my like first game I was able to watch because football just ended. Football season just ended for me and everything. So oh. like. This was my first like real game that I was able to watch and everything. Nice, Aww. dude. Well, I'm glad you got to be there. And uh, next time you're at a game, say what's up. And uh, thanks for checking in, dude. Yeah, no, I'll be there on Monday and I'll say what's up to you guys. Right, Hell sounds yeah. Good. Bye, Jamie. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds oh, good. yeah. What's up, Jask? Jask Karn. Hello? Hey, what's hey. up, man? So Jask Karn, uh, his brother actually picked us up in the uh, lifts a couple weeks dude. back after hanging out with some friends. Uh, what's up, man? What, what do you think of the game tonight? Um, yeah, I was at the game. Um, it was fun. Uh, fun. Good, good, uh, good game, of course. What uh, jumped out? Huh? What jumped out to you, man? Oh, Keegan. Keegan, for sure. Same with Herger. I actually heard her mostly more than Keegan. I feel like Keegan's like, he's, I know he's struggling, so he probably will have those one little games that would go off. He did. He had a double-double. And I was happy for her. At least he did. Um, at least he almost had a double-double, too. Had nine boards. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he's gotten out of the funk. Jaskarn, thanks for checking in too, man. Is there anything else you want to hit on? Hey, um, it was it was pretty cool. Like, uh, look at I think the court looks cool. I think it was better. It's better than the other teams, uh, other Ooh. NBA teams we had. I agree. I said this the other night too. Like, the the pictures that the league put out originally of the just the digital images of the court, not the actual pictures. They're it so doesn't harsh. do it justice. No. And, Seeing it in person tonight, and I think it showed up well on TV too. I thought it looked cool. I think Sacramento's looked pretty cool. Uh, and the league was really pushing them to actually do a red court with the blue stripe yeah. in the middle. The Kings elected to go with that gray. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, I think I feel like if you more look at the red, it's, it's kind of ugly. But I feel like the gray just matches with it. Yeah, at first because it's it's like like for my first problem when, when that came out, I was like it should be red. But if you really more like look at it more is looks better nice. agreed nice. all right man well th- thanks for calling in man 
Yeah. Hope you have a great night. You too. Bye. Yeah, I thought the courts looked. I thought the court looked cool. I thought the jersey looked cool. I, it was just a fun night. Yeah, it 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 worked well. I I when we went out there early and saw the gray courts, I was like, whoa, your gray suit with this gray court kind of clashing clashing a little bit, but like you know, you made it work too. Here's a question from the chat, Morgan. You made it work. With because my insight, yeah, is you didn't need to make it work, but that's okay. Sorry, my bad. no, it's okay. You were, um, from the chat, someone was asking with Fox back, do you think they are a top 10 team in the league? The Sacramento Kings in the league, in the league, um, yes. well, if you look around the league, what Clippers are 0 and 3 with James Harden in their lineup so far. By but, the way, the Kings had the seventh best record in the NBA last year. Just so okay. You know. um, um, yeah, but like not a lot of cohesiveness. Whatever. The Clippers but. are. They didn't just lose tonight. Oh, they got destroyed by the Mavs with there Harden. It's not good, dude. I mean, it's not. It, but that that what, what what was he in the starting lineup still? Yeah. So like, they, they got to figure that out. They gotta they gotta put heart have Harden come off the bench. And I say have Harden come off the bench because you finally have Russ. In well, he was in probably the best space of his later on career where he was figuring it out with the Clippers in the role that he was in, starting and everything. And so, like, what are you going to adjust him back to coming off the bench and screw with his mentality and everything that he was doing? I don't know. Either way, it's um, it's a mess, and they got to figure it out. But it's a couple games. This Mavs announcer, I don't even know who this is. I've seen him on League Pass before, and I should know his name. Sorry, he's on their pre post game show. Oops, that's not what I want. That's Morgan Reagan talking. Um, everyone was sharing this tonight, and he went on this rant, I guess, about James Harden. I was, I, I haven't heard it yet. And I wanted to hear it okay. since we're talking about James Harden. To the Clippers locker room, if I can talk to you, James. I hope you're taking notes. I'm telling you in advance, you're welcome for the wisdom I'm about to spew. Because, listen, I get on my knees every night and pray for someone to believe in me like Daryl Borey believed in you. You wanted a certain coach, they brought in Mike D'Antoni. You want to play a certain style, they played it. You wanted Dwight Howard, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. You wanted Chris Paul, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. They brought in your old friend Russell Westbrook. You want to go to Vegas on off days, they looked away. You wanted the team to stay over so you could go out at night, they changed the schedule, and it didn't work. And you know what you said? I'm going to break up with my Whoopi. Not good enough. I see the bright lights in New York. I want to go there. My old pal, Kevin Durant. It's going to work. The big three. And all after one year, you want it out. You realized, oh, my gosh, I took this guy for granted, the guy that believed in me. I went back with Daryl Morey. They traded Ben Simmons for you. How did they pull that off? And you know what? You went there, and you got a partner who got the MVP. He won the MVP. And what did you say afterwards? You said, they didn't hand me the reins. You're the point guard. You were holding the reins. And what did you do when you had the reins? You scored nine points in game seven against Boston. You blew a 3-2 series lead. So they co they fired their coach. Not good enough. You broke up with the guy believing you again. You said, the bright lights of L.A., that's where I want to go. Let's see if that works. Listen, James, have you ever had those friends who had bad roommates? Over and over, they complained about their bad roommates. This guy's terrible. The bad roommate here. They never thought to be self-aware enough that they're the bad roommate. They're the problem. Hey, James, you're the problem. <laughs> if this doesn't work this year in this system with this team, then you're going to go and point fingers at everybody else, and you're going to go back home, and you're going to start swiping right for another team, and there's not going to be anybody left. Because, James, you're not the beard. You're not the system. You're the problem. Oh. That gave me chills. Oh. Oh. I don't like the way he started it. 
But the yeah. The, okay. The way he ended that too, I was like, it almost it was like, well, he's not wrong. And that's because at first I'm like, oh God, another announcer just going off trying to get. He stayed calm, cool, and collected. He was speaking facts. He knew what he was talking about. I, I, I personally wouldn't go in that direction, but I'm just gonna say he wasn't wrong there at the end. Uh, no, he wasn't. And um, look, it's it's harsh. I mean, my my only criticism of that guy. Give criticism to the GMs. No. Oh, what? Well, I mean, sure. Yeah. Sure. But it's like his whole point was like, hard. Everyone's done everything to make you happy. Look and you're never mirror. happy. Look at yeah. the mirror. Anyway, hand me that script. I'm cutting a better promo than that. <laughs> okay. I, I'm I, I'm doing it. The, the mic drop at the end was great, but it was very like, I don't know. I need a little more. Oh, I like it. that it wasn't. Oh, okay. in, in because that's when it becomes like a character and weird where he was like speaking from the heart where at first I thought this was going to be weird character announcer, like trying to get um, this viral hit kind of vibe. But really it was just him speaking from the heart as a broadcaster, seeing this guy's career in the NBA going like, dude, what are you, what are you yeah. doing from the outside? Even if it's not always you, it's looking like it's always you, and maybe you should look in the mirror. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Yep. Yep, yep, Mike, yep, yep. a drop. But yes, you should cut that same promo tomorrow and do it like in a wrestling. Oh, yeah, and I would crush it for sure. No, like we should re-record it. Maybe. I'm off tomorrow. Um, Can we get back to the original question, though? What was the question? Oh, yeah. The original question. Do you think the Kings with Aaron Fox would be a top 10 team in the NBA? While you think about it, Morgan... Taking a look at the NBA standings right now. Uh, the way too early look at the NBA standings. But right now, Denver's 8-1. and one. The Mavs sitting at 7-2. and two. Minnesota's won five in a row. They're 6-2. and two. Golden State, 6-3. and three. How about the Rockets? They win again today. They're 5-3, and three, Morgan. They won That's five three. in a row. And then you've got OKC at 5-4. and four. Sacramento sitting at the 7th spot, 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, it's really tight right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the Kings have the potential to be a top 10 team. If their offense can be what we thought, what we've seen it be in the past, I don't see why they can't be a top 10 team in the NBA. Yeah, if, I mean, if it can go back to what we saw it as. And I think not being able to see Trey Lyles here early and then De'Aaron Fox being out for the amount of games that he's out. And De'Aaron Fox averaging 30 points before a game before his ankle injury. It's like, it wasn't just 30 points a game. It wasn't like, oh, give De'Aaron Fox the ball and get out of his way. It's like everyone was still going to try and contribute in one way or another, even if they were missing shots. So um, you could just rely on De'Aaron to get the job done. I think it's not a hot take if you're trying to say like yeah they could be a top 10 team but right now it just doesn't feel like it does it feels like a very yeah. strange conversation to have bouncing around the nba tonight by the way mm -hmm. dallas won we were just talking about them they beat the clippers 144 to 126 mm. in the game luca dropped 44 <laughs> points I saw that six of nine from downtown Kyrie added 27 uh Paul George only played 23 minutes tonight. So did he leave the, I'm guessing he left with an injury. Well, we're so, box score. Yeah, we're box score watching, watching right now. Um, so yeah, <laughs> the, the Clippers have not looked good in the early stages of the James Harden era. 
The Lakers beat the Suns tonight 122 to 119. LeBron had 32 in the win. Durant with 38 in the loss. Beal did play again today. He had 24 points. Still no Devin Booker. The mm. Suns are four and five now. Uh, Houston, we were just talking about them. They've won five in a row. And <laughs> I, I, look, I, I think one of the mo most impressive things about them has, has been Alperin Shengun and what he's been able to do as they run the offense through him, but it's also what he's doing defensively. He had 24 points. He had eight rebounds in this game, 11 of 15 shooting. They beat the Pelicans 104-101, so they're now 5-3. and three. And Udoka's got them playing some great basketball. I don't know if they're going to be able to continue playing at this rate, but they're going to be competitive. Yeah, it's I, I keep saying that same thing. It's like, oh, what we saw from the Jazz in the beginning of the year last year and then what they kind of became... Um, it, it's the same thing I feel like that could happen here. I could be totally wrong. Ime Doka could be the type of coach that knows how to get the most out of his players. Um, they look better. They look more under control. You showed me that clip the other day of Dylan Brooks just staring at LeBron James on the floor right in front of his face, just trying to mentally F with him, right? And it's just like Such this a troll, guy Such is a troll. something else and brings something else. But if he's on your team, there's something about him I'm sure that you like about him. Yeah. He's, he, uh, he is the classic guy that if he's on your team, you love him. Sure. Unless he does annoying things at times that like screws with your sure. team, like hitting guys in the balls and then oh, like getting yeah. taken out and that kind of shit. We've even mentioned the Kings next opponent coming up on Monday. Cleveland. The Cavs are coming to town. The Cavs are sitting right now at three and five. They started the season with a lot of guys out of the lineup. Guys are starting to come back now. They had a win on Sunday against the Warriors. That was pretty impressive. They beat the Golden State Warriors 115 to 104. They followed it up on Wednesday with a loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm -hmm. 128 to 120. I watched that game last night and I walked away not impressed at all with the Cavs. Yeah. But then I watched them against the Warriors. I'm like, they made plays. Mm. They were amped up. It was just a really disappointing game for them against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But obviously, like, you look at the team, you go, yeah, the Garland, Mitchell, Allen, Mobley, there's talent on that roster. Dude, there's talent on that roster, but the good thing is that they have to play Golden State tomorrow. So hopefully Golden mm. State beats them up a little bit, and then they get to take on the Kings after a little beat down, you know? Do you think there's a shot Fox plays on Monday? I know he well, was at shoot around today, moving around a bit. Yeah. I, um, let's see. That would be if he plays month. No, I would say no. I, I'm going to go with no. And Take your time. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm with going you. to stick by this. We all want De'Aaron Fox back, yep. right? Of course you want this guy back on the floor. Don't risk anything. You don't want it to linger. You re-aggravated nope all of a sudden he's out six to eight like no just come back when you're right when it feels good if you're on the floor and you you go out there and it doesn't feel right no don't Dude, play you know if, that's the worst thing you can do if you're trying to rush back like no let your teammates have your back and, and figure it out i'm sure so many people listening have even played rec sports or any type of sport growing up like when you do that shit to your ankle and just all the ligaments are are weakened and loose and all these things, it could be the lightest. Like you could just be walking on the street and then it's like 
your ankle just rolls a little bit, but it hurts way more than it would have if you didn't sprain it so bad. So that's why for him, it's like, make sure that it is close to perfect this early in the season before you're going to try and pull something out there, especially with the way his speed, the way he plays on the floor. It's like, make sure it's a hundred billion percent. You don't want to set back. And that's obvious. And you just, you can't have it. And I know there, I'm sure for him too, when you're sitting there watching the team struggle, he's probably going, God, I want to be out there. Oh, but for sure. You have to think big picture. Yep. It don't don't worry about November. Let's worry about you playing in April and maybe May this year. I'm with you, and and it allows again other opportunities for other guys to get better, to grow together, and I'd rather see that for a little bit. What was your favorite part about tonight overall? <sighs> I you know what I really like the energy. I really felt like the Kings had control. The entire mm. game, even at times when it felt like OKC was getting back in it late in this game, I got nervous. I got scared, but at this, I, I didn't feel like the Kings were going to lose it. And like I would protect myself and text my producer. But if the Kings lose, we got to do this. We got to talk SGA. We got to do this. And like I, I do that as like a superstition, like because when we talk just purely in text messages about the Kings winning. These are the questions um, that you should go with. And this is where the direction we're going to go in the post game. I go, but if they lose, here's the other direction we have to go. And it's like a superstitious thing. It's so weird, but yeah, but you have to prepare for both things. That's the one thing about your job is you have to be like, if it's a close game, yep. You have to be like, Oh, who are we interviewing Sabonis? Okay. Here are a couple of questions. I want to ask Sabonis or Keegan Murray. And then you Quick. also have to t- have to be like, oh, I have to be locked in on how this game is finishing. What if the Kings are in control for a second, but then it falls apart? You have to react right away. Yes. Where like, I've got a gap before night chat starts. Yeah. You, if I'm not mistaken, the Dude. game ends and they tossed you almost right away. Game ends and it is tossed. And like, there's so many times that I'm just like, oh, I wish Deuce was here. Like that you thrive in that shit where like, I'm like, Duh! welcome in the Kings post game live. Like, I just sound like, like Jim Carrey, like dragging out my words because like sometimes you have to hold before like a player's on set and ready to go. Oh, it's not Sabonis anymore. It's Keegan. Okay, great. Then I'm going to ask Keegan this and not, and I was going to ask Sabonis this. Ah, yeah, it's, I'm just, I think I'm like, I'm, I think I'm fine, but it's something too that hopefully game by game, I'll get better and better at as well. So your favorite moment tonight was the environment. <laughs> yeah. And, and Kings setting the tone and feeling comfortable with that tone and keeping that tone consistently throughout that game. What was yours? Hard to pick one. Come on. You just made me pick one. Uh, the environment was cool. I agree with you. I, I think for me, just. It's it's tough when you see certain guys struggle when you go, God, you're better than this. And I think my favorite part about tonight was just seeing Keegan in game struggle and then get through it. Mm. And then Kevin build off the last couple of games where it seems like he's coming out of this where I'm like, oh, it's not just your shot. It's you're playing more like you did last year yep. with the ball in your hands, making plays, being active defensively IQ. with deflections. Like that's, that's the Kevin Herter I want to see. I'm with you. And the reality is shots aren't going to fall every single night in the NBA. The, even the great shooters have nights where it doesn't happen for them. But 
Are you able to do other things out there? That's why the other night after the game against Portland, we spent a ton of our podcast talking about Malik Monk. The guy was 4 of 16 in that game. He was 0 for 7 from 3. But he helped them win that game because of his relentless approach of attacking the basket, drawing fouls, shooting 19 free throws, having a career high in assists. You you have to find other ways. And I think the Kings, it seems like some of these guys are learning, like, yeah, you have to find other ways. There's going to be tough moments. You better battle through that shit. Yep. Um, you want to hear one more positive thing going into tomorrow, which it's already tomorrow. It's almost 1 a.m. Oh, my God. Yeah. We've just been talking tonight, huh? Yeah, we've just been talking. It's a long pod. Um, No media availability, which means a full day off a full freaking day off tomorrow i would have been down for whatever man can you again it's just celebrating like a win like it's just that's a win exciting like oh my god i I can just like turn it off turn it off yep anyway good shit what's that chance say what i like about keegan is his mentality is always like been there done that oh you know I, I did. I don't know. You know, I, I felt like at times tonight, I felt like Keegan slumped his shoulders a couple of times. I saw it like he was frustrated with himself. And um, he's I hope that dunk woke something up in him. Oh, I think it where did. it's like, dude, it's OK, man. Just play. Stop thinking. Stop thinking. Just play. You know Stop the it. game. You, you, you have everything you need to be a good player in the league. Just play. So. Guys, it's been so much fun hanging out with you tonight. I appreciate you guys being here on a Friday night. We had the one audio issue in the beginning and nothing the rest of the way. Well, I think there is something we can do tomorrow. And I think is, I know what it is. Yeah. I think it's the intro. I think Our video is. intro is messing with the system. Can somehow. we put that in separately in a different way? I, I, yeah, I'll have to think about it. I'll really have to I mean, we think about paid this. money for that intro. Y- yes, you want to have the conversation here? Right now. Yeah, no one listening cares about what I may do to play the intro differently. Like, who cares? Uh, you guys have been awesome tonight. Uh, if we missed anything, uh, let us know in the comments below. Or, you know, you can hit us up on social media. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, make sure to give us a five-star review. If you're on YouTube, make sure to hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We love you guys so, so, so much. But we... Gots to go. You're too amazing for being here all night long with us. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. See ya. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.